welcome back to Side Character Quest. I'm your side character guest once again, Eli, and with you as most of the time is your host. <laughs> I didn't have anything planned. <laughs> that was the biggest hype up for nothing. Do you, <laughs> yeah, you want to try again? Do you want to try again? No, I am. I am perfectly. I, for some reason, was not anticipating this show starting this fast, even though we've been talking for like 10 minutes prior to this point. This is an efficient go. We're, we're this doing is an, it. an efficient go. We are efficient, guys. We are professional. Um, Wait, what's your name? Because you haven't you haven't said your name yet, Mr. Professional. <laughs> uh, my name is always. Oh, I was about to say the whole thing, huh? Um, my name is Ty and I am the uh, DM slash host slash I was going to say lore master, but like that's kind of weird considering the, the name of the character you're playing. Uh, yeah, that would be weird. I think I'm the lore master. I think we're both kind of the lore master in some ways. That's beautiful. Yeah. Hey, listener, you're the lore master. But in a much more real sense, I'm the lore master. Yeah. And, and in an equally real but different sense, I'm the lore master in two senses. Because I, I am the master of lore the character in the sense that I'm a dungeon master. Listen, I think that this has gone on long enough. We were doing so well <laughs> doing at so being good. efficient. And look at where, look where wanna, we are do now. Do you want to like roll this back and start from the beginning? Nope, we're here now. This is the game. This is the show. All right, this is the show. So uh, where we last left off, you had entered into uh, the Derma Lodge to pay your respects with Fish uh, to his uh, grandmother, who was was your sort of mentor when you were a, a younger, a younger man. Oh, and listener, if um, hearing about the Derma Lodge gave you nightmares, don't worry. It's also given me nightmares. Has it really given you nightmares? That would make me so happy. It's... <laughs> Ty, it's awful. Could you imagine going into a room and just like all these dead people are just stuffed standing? Like they're not even like they're laying in dioramas. In That's awful. They they have their tools. They have their their weapons. They have their 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 giving stump speeches. Like they're they're doing whatever they did in life. I'm trying to think how much trouble I want to get Laura into because Eli would burn this place to the ground, and I'm not an arsonist. Um, I mean, Lord's not an arsonist, but I mean, he has fire magic. What what is what would be your reasoning here as lore? That this is horrific. It probably wouldn't be the same because he would have grown up with it and probably be a yeah, little he, bit, he, a little less creeped out by it. I, I think that I think that it's fair to say that that most people are probably at least pretty creeped out by this because the fact of the fact that in in like real life, in America, people are creeped out by like graveyards where the people are underground. Yep. So I think it's it's fair to say that like you would probably be creeped out by this, but it's it would be kind of a stretch to say that you would destroy it. Burn it to the fucking ground. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, also, uh, we fought some elemental wolves or wolves infected with that elemental corruption. Yeah. Well, we didn't fight them. I turned into a spider and ran away. Turned your your tail and ran. Turned my thorax. Turned your thorax. I wasn't going to try. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Spinneret. Spinneret. That's on the butt. Yeah. 
You know, okay, let's you know, play Dungeons and Dragons. This, before, this rec- before we actually started recording, we had commented about how efficient we were being and how, how professional uh, we had started. Uh, what, what, is, what happened? Ty, I have social anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and it's real bad when there's a microphone around, like a microphone, a cell phone, just calling the doctor. Or mm-hmm. any anyone else you have to call, it freaks me out. Yeah, I feel like I'm calling the world, uh, or at least, or Jeff, um, at least. I don't know, like fifty people, something like that. I don't know how many people listen. Want to get into the game? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Uh, do we just want to cut right in? We'll we'll cut right in. So you are standing in this this fairly dark space. Um, Durham, the uh, caretaker of Derma Lodge, has you know walked away. His his lantern is sort of bobbing off in the distance um, between the rows of uh, of people. And Fish is standing next to you and is just sort of looking, kind of I don't know, but he he's looking he's looking at his grandmother. The former peak and uh, your former mentor. Uh, what do you What do you do in this moment? Okay, I look at Lorna's. Or nope, Eli looks at Lore from above, and then I and then I go into Lore and I manifest mm-hmm. my will into him, and then <laughs> Lore looks at Fish and says, "Hey man, um, I know she's your gram gram and everything, but uh, you mind if I just get a get a moment here?" Yeah, yeah, I. I understand. I uh, when when I first came here, I, I needed some time by myself too. And uh, he grabs your your shoulder, um, just kind of squeezes it for a moment, and uh, turns and walks walks down farther back into the lodge. Okay, like no need to make it weird or anything. And then uh, Laura <laughs> walks up to uh, describe the pose that Graham Graham's in. Um, what is, what is, tell me one of your earliest memories of her. I think the earliest memory with her would be me and Fish just playing games, like just as children kind of running around and um, playing things just like kids do. And then she was probably like, at Fish's parents' place and probably brought, like, toys or some candy or something and would tell stories. I think she would tell stories a lot. And uh, maybe as we got older, Fish was like, oh, here's my grandmother with her stories and probably didn't listen quite as much, but Lore was always into these stories. So um, you are looking at her, and uh, she is sort of positioned, not looking directly into the the pathway where you're standing, um, but more of looking over to the side where there is a diorama that is is not taxidermed. It is it is uh, you know more artistic representation of various small animals, and she is positioned in a way where she looks like she is. Um, sort of leaning over and uh, handing one of them um, some seeds with one of her hands 
while also uh, sort of looking out upon them and um, speaking. And it really evokes a, a picture in your mind. It really evokes that memory of her telling you stories as she is telling stories to uh, these these animals around her. Um, are these seeds like real seeds or are they just kind of like artistic representation of seeds? I would say... I'll say that there there's like a couple real seeds in there. Like she has like a palm full of maybe like, maybe, I don't know, 20, 20 seeds in her hand. Just like okay. a, a set of them. Okay, I think uh, Lore looks around. Um, is there anyone kind of looking his way or? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Darum is is like well off a ways, you know, treating, taking care of some of the uh, the older the older people, and and Fish is has just given you a lot of space. Okay. Um, Lore kind of looks around sheepish, sheepishly, and he takes his pack and kind of drops it in front of her, mm-hmm. and said, and then he starts rummaging through, and he looks at her and says, "Hey, hey, Graham, Graham. Um, sorry I wasn't here, but uh." I made it out, made it out just like we always talked about, and you're right. It was pretty great out there. Uh, met some people. Most of them were garbage, not gonna lie, but um, there were one or two okay ones. And uh, anyways, I made this, and I reach into my bag and I pull out a little carved boar that I've carved up and kind of Aww. put it uh, sort of among the little fake animals and uh. Then I um, look at the seeds in her hand and I use druid craft to just make like one of them kind of open up. Uh, um, as you you do that, um, it sprouts out and uh, a vine grows out that just very gently wraps around her arm um, and sprouts uh, some three leaved uh, stems, I guess, and a single flower that is sort of a mix of of pink and purple um, sprouts out and uh, into just many, many petals that sort of give like a vague spiral up. Well, I kind of told you I wasn't going to come back here, but um, old fish, I guess, can't quite get the job done that he needs to, but don't worry, he's getting there. He's getting there. I know you were worried. He's going to get there. Um, he's He's got me teaching him, which... Probably would have been better if he had paid more attention to you, but here we are. Um, he'll get he'll get there. I'll make I'll make sure. You know, Mount Rena doesn't have much going for it. It needs its peak. Uh, it's gonna be hard living up to you though. But I got a nice little patch. I don't know. Don't really know what happens after this part of the journey, but um. If you get a chance to look out over things, uh, feel free to check it out. It's pretty chill. Um, we got it. We have a raccoon problem, and not to say that there's a lot of them or too many, but there's just one who just will not, will not cooperate. But he's all right. He's gonna get there too. He's gonna get there too. But um, yeah. Uh, I guess. If you could send some sort of sign or 
something about what to do about the weird weather situation around here that'd be great but otherwise I'm gonna do my best to fix it without burning everything to the ground and also get your, get your grandson to figure his shit out too but um <sighs> don't know how to end this um I guess catch you later Graham Graham you uh keep keep I guess keep being dead. <laughs> be honestly, there's a lot of weird shit happening these days. It'd be real, real weird if you weren't dead anymore. Um, but uh, I miss you. Um, don't. If if you do come back from the dead, don't tell fish about this. All right, bye. And then uh, <laughs> he and then he starts speaking louder. Yeah, and I'll take care of your. You're good for nothing, grandson, and he kind of starts walking back, <laughs> turning to walk back. Uh, nice. I grab my pack and kind of march over to Fish and say, "All right, Fish, this place gives me the creeps. Let's get the hell out of here." You hear a loud creak, and then the wind picks up. You you hear the sound of like wind rushing through um the main that main doorway um into Derma Lodge. Uh, you feel a draft of, of cold air uh, sweep through the building and uh, past you. And um, you hear a pair of feet walking in your direction. And after maybe, you know, five, five seconds, the feet uh, pick up in speed and are running, uh, running towards you. Uh, what do you what do you do? Um, okay, feet rushing towards me. Uh, do I see anyone at the moment, or...? You see a dwarven figure uh, running towards you, um, fairly small, even for, for a dwarf. Um, dwarves are, uh, are, are medium-sized creatures uh, in D&D terms, so they're not, they're not like, tiny. Um, they're at the lower end of the human spectrum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this, this figure, you see them running, running towards, uh, towards you. Uncle Fish, Uncle Fish! Oh man, I knew you'd be here! Oh my gosh! And uh, a figure runs straight past you, just completely ignores your presence, and um, runs up to Fish, who has started like walking uh, in your direction and has picked up speed a little bit as this uh, this figure approaches them. And as they meet, Fish picks her uh, picks this person up from under their shoulders and lifts them up in the air, and uh, says, "Ugh." Oh my goodness, how you've gotten big. Uncle Fish, you know for a fact I have not. It's, it's, it hasn't been that long. Come on, Uncle Fish, put me down. And he laughs and uh, sets her down. Man, oh, Fish, I, have you, did you get me what, what I asked for? Did you give me what I asked for? Well, let me, let me take a, let me take a quick look for that. And he starts rummaging around in his pack and uh, he pulls out a, um, a large like buck antler and he hands it I guess large probably not super huge because otherwise you would have noticed it um, at some point but you know big enough and he passes it to her and uh, you recognize it as, as one that would have like you know just fallen off of a deer during like rutting oh fish this is perfect I knew it I knew I could trust you to do this oh that's so great thank you so much and he she uh, hugs him and um, says you know I heard some ruffling feathers, and I heard them leading me to to go fit uh, to go visit uh, Miss Skull. 
up here, and Mama said that I was dreaming. But you know Mama, she doesn't know anything. So I knew that I, I knew that it was I knew that it was her telling me that I needed to be up here right now. And look, you're right here. You are right here, right with Mrs. Gull. That's great. Thank you, Uncle Fish. Uh, do I do I uh, recognize this this person? Uh, you do not recognize this person. All right, so it's not one of Fish's regular uh, drug addicts that he sells to, because that's why I thought. <laughs> <laughs> when you said, "Did you give me what, you, what I asked for?" I was like, <laughs> "Did and you give me what I asked for?" Here's two pounds of pure, uncut Colombian cocaine. <laughs> uh, no, it is not. It is not that. Um, you do not recognize this person. Uh, they're actually like they're they are young enough that like it would be kind of irresponsible for him to be giving them drugs. <laughs> hey, uh, she's, hey, hey, she's, Ty. Hey, Ty. It's probably irresponsible to give people to give most people drugs. <laughs> you know, that's fair. That is very fair. In in a lot of situations, most situations even. Most situations. Depending on the drug. Hey. You know, I'm not I don't judge. Uh so Laura walks up to Fish and is like, "Uh, who's who's the kid, Fish?" He looks from her um to you and is uh smiling, but then when he as he looks for a moment longer in his face, uh, at your face, his uh, his face falls. Just the, the smile falls off his face. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, well, Uncle Fish, who's your who's your friend here? Well, uh, this is kind of. Um, this is your. Well, uh, this is your brother. Lore is kind of stunned and he just kind of says uh acorn I that no no one calls me that uh, um uncle fish or and then she she looks back at you and she says why do you smell like that well you see kid <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and suddenly he's faced with the prospect of being a bad older brother. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh, um, I live in the forest. This is what people who live in the forest smell like. Uncle Fish doesn't live on, uh, Uncle, Uncle Fish is a druid. He doesn't smell like that. Well, Uncle Fish lives on a mountain, not in a forest. Anyways, I don't remember you having such a uh, smart mouth. Well, I mean... I don't remember you at all. Okay, so how old was... uh, She was like three when you left. Okay, yeah. So she's, she's probably around 13 right now. Okay, um... And I say... Well, um, do you remember this? And I hold up one hand flat with all my fingers parallel. (laughs) And then I hold up my other finger, (laughs) my other hand, so that it appears that my left index finger is wrapped around my right thumb. And then I pull, and by God, Ty, it looks like I've torn my thumb off. And I just, and Laura's like, oh, my thumb. (laughs) Oh no! 
Oh, my thumb! And then, and then he kind of puts it back, and he's like, I fixed it. I fixed it, Acorn. I fixed it. Hey, thanks for the... Thanks for the antler, Uncle Fish. Um, and she turns and, and walks away. Wait, wait. Wait, no! That was... Oh, it always did scare you as a kid. <laughs> and uh, he kind of lifts... He kind of just scratches the back of his head, and he's like... Wait, um, wait, Cor, uh, fish, fish got something else for you. Um, and then I, I, I did. I reach into my pocket and I shove. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I shove something into his hand real quick. Yeah, yeah, uh, Cor, uh, Cor come, come, uh, and he, uh, he starts sort of jogs back, uh, jogs up to catch up to her. And he says, I, I got you, I got you. Uh, th- this, and he reaches in and grabs. What did uh, what did you stuff in his pocket? So it is a um, it is a uh, we we talked about this about whether or not I would be able to make this, and we decided that after just spending time in the forest, it is a druidic focus. Okay. It is a car a totem carved out of just some wood, and it's in the shape of an acorn, and it's like around a um hemp. Like a hemp necklace. Yeah. Um. I got you this. Uh, I, I'm not. Gonna, I was thinking about having him roll to see if he recognized what it was, but he's not that bad of a druid. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I got you this. Um. Totem. Uh. I figured. You know. And runs and, and, and Lord just shows. Yep. That's Uncle Fish. He's pretty great. Pretty great. <laughs> and like. Just, just like, yep, yep, great uncle, right there, great, great, great family friend. <clears throat> um, she, you see, uh, you see Acorn or Core, um, sort of like peek around your, around uh, fish and like look, look over towards you as you're saying that, and then you see her like grab the the totem and then give fish a quick hug, and then she just thanks Uncle Fish, and uh, turns and, and runs off. A, a hug he totally earned all on his own with no help from a friend or loved one. Yep. Yep. Great day I'm having here. Uh, yeah. Um, so then the you know door slams and you guys are alone with the sound of Darum uh, shuffling around from from person to person. Durham, can't you be a little bit more quiet? We're having a family moment. Well, it certainly sounds like you did a great job. Fight me, Durham. Fight me right now. Oh, I wouldn't want to take away your take away from your training opportunities. Wouldn't you prefer for your your protege to fight me? I I use Druidcraft. I and I ask you if you want to teach me a lesson. But clearly, you're not that great at that. I use Druidcraft to um, fill the space around Durham with the stench of a skunk. <laughs> Suck on that, uh, Durham. Uh, I will not forget this. Good. Does this wash out? Fish, does this wash out? Fish, I swear to God. I... Uh, Honestly, we haven't talked much about that yet. I don't, I think so. I light my pipe and I just, just. 
and I'm just like exhaling smoke all over. I'm smoking in the Dermalage. Fish, we should we should really go. I think I've burnt some bridges with Durham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, you have. Wait, and boys, get, get out of here. Make me. And then I I start shuffling quickly, quickly <laughs> towards the exit. <laughs> You see him like like he is like puts down the lantern and then like picks it up back up again and puts it down like he's trying to decide whether he wants to do anything. As I'm walking away, I just quickly turn and like lunge towards him. Like you don't want none. <laughs> uh, uh, he don't want none. He don't. Want um, none. he don't want none. Oh man. Um, so you guys head out of the. Uh, out, out of the Derma Lodge, having paid your respects and your disrespects, uh, <laughs> uh, what what are you uh, what are you gonna do now? It is it is bitterly cold out in the out on the side of this mountain. Are you guys gonna go go straight to uh, business, or are you going to do anything else before? Well, da- well, damn, we were joking earlier about like he could go to a bar. But now I feel like after that shit, he might need to go to a bar. All right, all right. Yeah, um, that sounds good to me. Uh, question. While you are outside in the, the wilderness, I would like you to name um, two animals that you might see in the mountains. Preferably the mountains of, of like, Georgia or South Carolina, Appalachia, that kind of thing. Black bear. Um... I keep thinking raccoon. I don't know why I got raccoons on the <laughs> You do. We'll say black bear and human, the most dangerous animal. <laughs> black bear and a, um, let's see, it's cold, so probably nothing reptilian. Um, squirrels. Squirrels? Okay. Squirrels. So uh, you you are stepping out into the cold. Core is, acorn is nowhere to be seen. And uh, Fish looks over at you and says, before we get started, uh, I'm guessing you want to swing by the bear and squirrels, huh? They got anything stronger than the last time I was in? Nope, but they have more of it. Yep, that'll do. (laughs) Jump cut! Uh, You guys are in, are are deep within Mount Rena. The walls are, once again, like, carved stone. Uh, they, They don't, it looks not super it's not super um what's the word i want like it's not super well crafted but it's super well worn so like the so it's it's very like smooth um there's lots of like the the chairs are uh the stools that you guys are sitting on um at the bar are both uh, made of wood and there is a bartender across from you who has been serving you two or three drinks at this point you guys are, are a couple of a uh, couple of steins in what, uh, what are you doing at this moment? You know, Fish, I think it might have been a decade since I've sat in a chair. I I wouldn't be surprised if that was right, considering you've fallen off twice already. Listen, they're very high up. I don't know why they make chairs so high. Why do you have to be so high up off the ground? I think the person they hired usually uh, made stuff for, like, humans. I don't know why they did that. It was a bad business decision. Lore drains his glass and is like, <laughs> hired, because <laughs> it's high off the ground. <laughs> 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 
Fish, I'm very sad. <laughs> uh, fish, uh, fish chortles a little bit, not quite as much as I do, because no one laughs as much as I do. Um, I edit out so much of it. <laughs> um, uh, he claps you on the back. He says that, uh, yeah, um, well, as long as uh, I still have a few coins left by the end of by the end of this, I think I'm okay. Yeah, that's good. And again, I'm sorry. I just haven't made any money since ever. Yeah, no, I I don't know why I thought we were gonna go fifty fifty on this uh, when we walked in. It was a a dumb, dumb. It was it was dumb. It was not intelligent of me yeah, at all. He uh, Lore reaches into his pocket and he's like, I honestly, I thought. I thought that they still used this currency, and he pulls out, like, a very old, like, set of coins <laughs> that, like, they might have been worth five gold at some point, but are not worth that much money now. No, 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 they are not. Inflation. Inflation, I guess. It's hit us all. Inflation. Yeah. Actually, it hasn't hasn't hit me at all. I live in the woods. Uh, hence, hence the the situation you we find ourselves in now that might make a uh, might make an okay tip maybe uh the bartender um looks at you guys and shakes their head uh, yeah 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 i imagine that after he said that lore like rotates to the bartender and is like eh? 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 does this do something for you nah 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 no 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 there we go Oh boy. Well, um Well, okay, so I guess while we're here we can try to work on some business. Yeah. So the storm's been pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. And the weather, let me just check real quick. I use my um druidcraft again to check what the weather's supposed to be like. How how long when did you guys arrive? You guys are I had you guys arrive around noon. Something like that. Okay, and so it's been long enough for us to visit the Derma Lodge. The Lodge, and then come down here. Yeah. So I would say it's probably like we're in happy hour territory. Um. Uh. So, yeah, you uh you cast this, and um, we had it happen with like smoke last time. I think so. That's right. That's right. I. And um, some symbols form in the air that you recognize to say that uh, it should be a, a pretty a pretty bright day at this point. The the clouds and the uh, storm should have cleared by this point. More or less, like like I've said before, the storm never entirely disappears at Mount Rena. Yeah, so unless I become a much shittier druid than I was five minutes ago, something's not right. And you got your fucking corrupted animals that you've brought to my forest, which again, pretty upset about that, but let bygones become bygones. I mean, as far as we can tell, it's not contagious. Yeah. So, how how much do you know about the uh, animals corrupted by elements? Uh, <laughs> it's not. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, I'm just saying. Got to know your shit, fish. Fish. <laughs> rule number. Druid rule number 5,792. What number were we on? Let's say it's that one. <laughs> gotta know your shit. <laughs> you gotta know your shit, fish. Gotta, gotta know your shit. Oh, man. Yeah, man, I, I I don't know what to tell you. So, what's what's the plan? So we're up here, we're just trying to go into the heart of the storm? Is that where we think we need to be, or...? 
Pretty much. So on on top of, I don't know if I don't know if uh, if if Grandma Gull ever took you up there, but you know the temple uh, on the top of Mount Rena, on the 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 peak, uh, for lack of a better word, that is sort of the the focal point of the storm. All right, and that spot that spot. Uh, I, I don't know what's going wrong with it, but if there's something wrong with the storm, then I, I assume that something at the center of the storm is the cause. So... Now, Fish, let me ask you a question. And this... Yeah. This could be a dumb question, but considering what I've seen you bring to the table so far, I don't think it's that too far off. <coughs> Have you checked the temp... Is that in character? It was both. Okay. <laughs> have you um have you checked the temple since the storm got worse? I have tried, but Def I go ahead and define try for me. <sighs> to get into the temple, you have to pay homage to Brega. You have to do service to nature and I could not hear what they were asking when I tried to enter so I couldn't I couldn't go in as I, I imagine that as Fish is saying that uh, Lore listened for half a second then looked at the bartender and just like put up two fingers <laughs> okay uh, two, two new drinks come back um, Lore takes it and just gulps it down, slams it on the um, bar, and it's like, yeah, this is pretty much piss water, but um, this should get me ready to, to do this. Come on, fish, finish your drink. Let's go. Let's go get in this temple. Uh, <laughs> roll me a quick constitution check, um, just to see. It, it's gonna be a, a, well, I was gonna say it's gonna be a low check, because it is, like, weak beer, but you guys have, have canonically had a lot. <laughs> Question, does this count as poison? <sighs> I say that because dwarves have advantage on saving throws against poison. Uh, I'm not going to give you advantage. Okay. I will reduce the... I will make it a little bit easier on you than it would otherwise be. Got a 15. You are... You have a nice buzz going. Right. Um, you are... You are a little loopy, uh, but you are not like... You're probably more talkative than you would be otherwise. Your inhibitions are a little bit lower, but... Uh, you you aren't you aren't awful <laughs> right now. Um. Okay. So how's uh how's Lore doing though? <laughs> uh. With that, we're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna see you in a bit. I'm really proud of that one. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna go. Uh, use Hey everyone, it looks like I'm back first. Um, I want to give you all a little peek into some of my character decisions uh, that I've made. So, Ty asked me two people that Lore would want to see on Mount Rena, And I told him, well, I told you that I have made a character who didn't want anything to do with Mount Rena, So that's a pretty hard decision. But I, did, I settled on, he would want to make pay his respects to uh, Graham Graham, and he would want to see his younger sister, who he loved very much, and was probably the only person they cared about on Mount Rona still. And how did Ty do treat me? 
He made it so that Laura's little sister, Kor, who Laura always called Acorn, uh, didn't remember him. And so now me, as a player, knowing that these are two fictional characters, am very sad and just tearing up a little bit, honestly. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, this week's episode brought to you by Existential Dread and Fear of Loneliness? Don't think it. Best not to think about it. Hello. I'm still chuckling over that last joke. Making me mad. I was real um, proud of that. <laughs> Let's get back in here. So we're heading to the temple. You are heading to the temple. Um, so you guys have headed back to uh, back up the mountain. You guys have, have gone past Derma Lodge and are are going off the beaten path. So th- this temple is not is not a thing that people visit on a daily basis. Um, it, it's a bit more of a of a hike. Um, there's not an easy path up it uh, because there's a sense of like. So you're in the nature. If you have gone there, you have gone there to commune with nature you're in the nature there is not a there is not one way and and with that in mind um when you are going up do you go there's like a few different ways that you could go up like you could try to go straight up up a cliff face just try to climb your way up that's a little bit more direct there's a longer route of sort of crisscrossing you know back and forth zigzagging rails and there's various other things like that. How how do you approach getting up to the temple? And keep in mind, the weather is fucking miserable right now. Like, as you get closer to the temple, the wind is just hitting you harder and harder and harder. Yeah, and it's, like, cold, right? Yeah, it's fucking freezing. All right. Give me a second. I'm on it. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I was really hoping to find something good. Um, looking for a spell? Looking for a beast. Mm, mm, I don't know beast. if I want to... I guess I'll just... Yeah, I only have one more beast shape for this day, and I don't trust that you're not about to, like, hit me with something. So, I guess... Damn it, Eli. I was really hoping you didn't remember you only had one left. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I'm going to use... Okay, I'm going to use Produce Flame to keep mm. us warm. As we go Very up. Very smart. Yeah, I Very was going to use, because I've already used uh, Enhance Ability once, but that has long since worn off. So I'm going to use Produce Flame to keep us warm. And then you said that the idea was we either go up a cliff face or kind of like go through a winding path. Yeah, uh, and, and if you have like another idea of a, play, a way that you would like to try going, you can let me know and I'll let you know if it exists. Um, but those are the two obvious paths. The cliff face is much shorter. Yeah. Is it winding because it's like going up and like cross back up a mountain or is it like winding through a forest? Um, more the, more the, the former. Okay. Let me see what I can do here. Um, um by the way, while you are, you guys are making your way, um, Fish is also trying out produce flame and he eventually he's you know he's done this spell before I don't believe I, I showed him struggling too much with it before it takes him a, a, a few tries to get it to stick in the, the cold and the wind uh, but eventually he does and it's it's uh, holding strong 
Question, how high up is the cliff face? It, it is like a series of a few different cliff faces. I would say not more than like, it's it's not going to be more than, than like seven stories. Okay, uh, so it's that's not going to be more than 70 feet because like I cannot imagine you choosing to like climb that much. So my plan was to use wind wall to block the wind as we climb up the wall. But um, the wind wall is only 15 feet high, so that's not happening. Oh, no. I guess I'm no, taking... This is, this is a pretty pretty significant... I would say... Let, let's say um, let's say it's a 40-foot thing, because with the idea being that it, it would be very difficult to climb in. Yeah. Fuck it, man. I guess I'm just going to go the long way with my flame out to try to keep me warm and give me some light. Okay. <sighs> Shit. I'm trying to think. You know what? I guess I am just going to... This is really more just like flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going the long way. Sorry, Ty. I thought you were gonna try like fuck me one way or another. No, I mean I I I, I admit that that was originally like the plan, like when I when I originally wrote this narration, but like narration. Um, but but no, man. I've got I've got a. It's it's been a long enough episode. I don't need to I don't need to fuck you over. Listen, I've been. Yeah, I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna go the long way. So I'm gonna I'm going the long way. Okay, cool. Um, so you and uh, you and Fish make your way up. Sort of this the path that sort of zigzags its way up the mountain face. It, it eventually veers off a ways, and you can feel that it's it's directing you away from the peak of the mountain, and and it's clearly taking you away that takes a lot longer, but is is significantly safer than trying to climb up a cliff face in a storm. So eventually you are directed back, and as you exit a crag in this zigzaggy path, um, a zigzag crag, zig crag, crag? Zig crag. I was just about to say that, Ty. Crig crag? crag. Uh, Uh, Okay. Too far. You see a large domed building ahead of you, um, and it is is mostly made of, of stone like the rest of the mountain, and it seems like it's sort of formed out of the mountain itself. Uh, you see flecks of like this yellowish metal just sort of sprinkled into the the stone itself. And you also see bright, bright green crisscrossing over the stone. Is that normal? Um, so, so I, real quick before you answer that, I do think that Lore would have come here with Graham Graham. Okay. And it, it might not be something that fish would know about. I imagine that he would not. Yeah. Like, I I imagine that maybe Graham Graham was supposed to bring fish mm-hmm. several times, and probably that was it. And then, but she was probably like, no, nah, this, this kid, this kid knows what up. And I imagine I've made a trip or two up here with Graham Graham. Cool. Roll me a uh, perception check. Or, sorry, a history check. Oh, um, I... I did not think this would come in in, uh, handy. So I get advantage on... I get double proficiency to history checks relating to the origin of stonework. I would say that could count. Hell yeah. Wait, did you say double advantage? Double proficiency. Oh, double proficiency. Okay, yeah, that, Yeah. that, that would count. So I don't normally have proficiency to history, but I will... Add double proficiency. Okay. Roll me that, and then and then afterwards, roll me a perception check. Okay, so I have a twenty-one history check, and perception. 
I got a 13 perception. Good enough. Okay. As you you round this corner and uh, see this building, a memory strikes you of a, even then, an old uh, dwarf, an old woman holding your hand as you step out of this same crag as a young boy of maybe 11 or 12. She is leading you um, up this path through a small grove, I guess you might say, of cast iron trees with uh, these um, colorful bottles uh, stuck on the branches. And, and you, you weave your way through that, that little grove up to this building that's covered in vines. Uh, and as you approach the building itself, the wind uh, calms around you. And despite the fact that you know you were just in the middle of the center of a storm, it feels like it is a bright, warm uh, summer day. Um, and you circle around the building and uh, see, see Graham Graham, I think is what you were calling her. Graham Graham. Graham Graham. Um, you see Graham Graham, uh, the peak, or as Fish knows her, uh, Grandma, Grandma Gull. She uh, takes your hand and says, uh, oh, fuck, I wasn't thinking about doing a voice for her. Um, Gotta come up with those Graham Graham voices, dog. Whoa. Um, wait, no, okay, let me try this out. Yep, that's, that's Alberta. How is this? It's kind of... It's a of... mix of Alberta and work. Work. I like it a lot. That's what I was going for. Nailed it. Okay. 10 out of 10. Well, my little child, Lore. Or, um, what would she call you? What would be, like, a little thing to describe, like, a... Squirrel. My, my, no, I've got a better... No, I've got a better one. Well, my little tortoise. It's taken a while, but I knew I could can, I could build up your courage to come up here. I promise it won't be... It won't be too scary. Um, and she sits down uh, at the front of this building, uh, facing you, or sorry, facing away from you, and towards a small, maybe yay tall, about a foot tall gem that is set into the wall and just covered in these vines um, that have uh, three leaves on them and little purple flowers. As she sits there, a series of runes start glowing in a circle around her and the stone itself starts glowing and you remember in this time just sitting there for it's hard to say maybe 10 minutes maybe 15 maybe an hour um, it felt like forever to you as a child but you were enraptured in what she was doing and you noticed that as she was sitting there the leaves were growing more, the vines were were shifting on the walls in front of her. You could see uh, day and night shifting in the air around you. You could feel uh, different breezes, you could feel salt air, you could feel the, the smell of, of honeysuckle, you could smell all sorts of different things from, from places you've never been. And eventually, the runes around her, in the circle around her, stops glowing. The gem in the wall fades, and uh, she turns to look at you, and um, she holds out a hand and says, Rega has a, a toll for us all, and we must, we must all take part to make sure that, that those around us are taken care of. And uh, the memory ends. 
Jesus time. That was beautiful. Um, alright, so... Uh, you are back in that, um, that crag. Stepping out of that crag. The zig crag. Mm-hmm. So, does the temple look like it did then? Mostly. As you approach, uh, I assume you're walking forward. Unless, like, there's something... There's yeah. nothing, like, horrendous that, that would scare you away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you approach, roll me a perception check to see how much you pick up on. Oh, I I had rolled that. Oh, what did you do? You're 13? Yeah. 13, yeah. Okay. I, I'm very glad you didn't get, like, a critical fail. Don't know why I even risked it. So as you are approaching, you're walking up this path. The wind is, is much harsher, but once again, as you, you know, as you're getting closer, it is dipping off a little bit. The biggest thing that you notice, the biggest difference that you notice is that these uh, these cast iron trees around you with those glass bottles, you just see shards of glass on the ground. Oh no, Ty. Is it Haints? Ty, is it Haints? <laughs> what is a, what is, roll me a, roll me a religion check. I mean, I can tell you what a Haint is. It's- But can lore. I'll give you advantage on this. Haints are actually deep in like my mom's side of the family's history. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so I got a 23 hank check. Nice. 23 hank check. So so you you know that there is a, a actually, you tell me. You're, you're deep, they're deep in your, your family history. Uh, what do you know about them? So hanks are wicked spirits that they're generally involved in religions like voodoo. Mm-hmm. They kind of originate in sort of that area or it's really big especially in new orleans they cannot cross over water so in the south such as the neck of the woods that i'm from in southeast georgia you'll see a lot of people with their uh, also in new orleans you'll see a lot of people with their porches painted blue the roofs of their porches because haints are real dumb they can't cross (laughs) water so anything blue is water um, actually, my apartment porch, the porch is painted blue, and my family got super stoked about that. Nice. Um, however, a common thing that you'll also see in the area is uh, bottle trees, which are trees with empty glass bottles hanging from them. And generally, those bottles are supposed to be blue because they will capture haints and keep them there. But the idea is if you dump out the water that eventually accumulates in those bottles on your lawn, it's not a good thing. So you dump that shit out on someone's (laughs) lawn that you don't like. Nice. Also in New Orleans, a lot of family tombs and stuff are painted blue for the same reason to keep the haints away. That's uh, that's all all stuff that is baked into dwarven religion. Oh, hell yeah. I just got way more invested in Dwarven religion. I'm here for it. I look, the Lord looks around, he's like, and he, he pulls out his pipe and he lights it. And he's, <clears throat> yep, just what I feared. You got a Hank problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, uh, oh. Fish, you know what Hanks are, right? Definitely. Definitely. Fish. Do, does Hey, insight check. Does he know what Hanks uh, give are? Give me an insight check. It's, he's going to do a bluff. I only got a 12. Uh, he got a, <laughs> a non-natural one. Um, he, 
Oh no. Uh, he he um, very clearly. You kind of get the impression that he has heard the word before and is is like aware that they are a thing, but isn't fully aware of the implications here. Lore hands fish his pipe and is like, "Listen, man, you gotta um, you gotta know your shit." Uh, he's a little drunk, and you seem very serious. Uh, he he takes a he takes a pull. So Lore begins to explain what I just talked about. Nice. Minus the United States geographical stuff about what haints are. And I'm like, as you see here, um, the bottle trees are broken. So what does that imply to you? Uh, haints. It's the haints. Not great. Not great. It's it's not great. Um, so you probably got haints. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, all right, figured it out. Going home, dude. Uh, he, he, you start turn, start walking away. He grabs you by the shoulder, like not. Listen, we're we're almost there. We're finishing this. Hey Ty, I know all of that about Haints. I don't know how you get rid of Haints. I know how you stop Haints from getting in. I don't know how you get them out once they are in. Maybe it's a coincidence. No, it's the Haints, Ty. <laughs> hey Ty, Ty. I'm not religious. I do believe in Haynes. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, so do you continue or do you leave? I was like, okay, well, so you... I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't going to stop uh, Mallory when she decided that she wanted to just fucking... When she was almost about to just fucking bail on the no, entire I, quest. So, like, I'm not going to stop Ty, you. I, you put Haints in there. You hit me where I live, where I fucking grew up. <laughs> We're getting into this. Let's do it. Lore whips out his tarot cards and starts shuffling out. Oh. No. So Lore turns and he's like, well, guess it's time to see uh, what this price is that Graham Graham was always talking about. And then he goes up to sort of where Graham Graham sat mm-hmm. to open up the temple. Yeah. And um, did Fish actually use that pipe? <laughs> he took like a very small inhale. I look and say, fish, take a bigger hit of that. <laughs> Things are going to get weird. And um, I... He does not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, respect. I respect that choice. No peer pressure here. <laughs> and then Laura looks directly into the camera and says, hey, kids, peer pressure isn't cool. If you smoke, that's fine. If your friends don't, don't make them. That's pretty fucked up. And then uh, Laura sits in the... so. He kind of takes the same stance that uh, Graham Graham took mm-hmm. when she took him here and just kind of like just like breathes deeply and tries to like tap into that same nature magic. And he kind of touches his tortoise totem and just says, come on. You are staring into the the, the gem that is resting in the wall in front of you and the vines which have, have started to you, you realize as you were like setting your setting up have were, were not quite as lush as they were uh, when you in your memories. They these vines just sort of immediately start to freshen, start to get greener. Um, some of the uh, flowers on them bloom and the gem starts to glow, glow more brightly as you continue to stare at it. The faint blue light 
from this this gem um, starts to expand and slowly covers all of your vision. Before long, you no longer feel you no longer feel the the presence that you had ha- that you had had a moment ago. You you don't hear the wind um, that had been surrounding the mountain. You don't uh, feel the relatively calm air that's next to the temple. You feel a salty breeze beat against you. You smell the the scent of uh, pine sap. You hear the uh, pitter patter of uh, of pitter patter. You you hear the sound of footsteps, and uh, as your your heart beats fast. Um, in your chest, in the darkness. Um, you feel the water around you um, alive uh, with with fish and with frogs and snakes. You, you hear the sound of, of insects buzzing above you. You feel the wind uh, whipping um, around you in the air. And you feel Brega. You are a part of it all. For a moment you hear something cry out for you and everything else cuts away and your focus dives in on that cry and that's where we're gonna stop for today oh man <laughs> all right all right um man that was a good time thank you that was good to know <laughs> um Oh shit, we gotta sign off. Yeah, I yeah. almost I literally I literally almost just hit stop recording. <laughs> Alright. Because we're professionals. We're professionals. Alright. God damn it. Oh, Actually, you know what? We're not professionals yet, but hey, listeners, if y'all start shooting some money our way, we would be, technically. That's technically true. I, I added a I added a little tip jar on um the thing. I haven't got any money in it, but uh, you know, we can use that to go towards uh, you know keeping the the hosting up that sort of stuff yeah um wait where is that on the website because i could i could kick in for something like that it's on it's on the website it's also on the um show notes uh for the most recent episodes uh so yeah if you want to if you want to you know tip jar that's totally great we'd appreciate it uh anyway so uh you feeling good about this episode I am. I am. Ty, I'm actually really excited that you put in Haints. Um, I was actually talking about Haints with Mallory earlier today because uh, I was driving, doing some work for the... Or doing work for the my employer. Yeah. Um, and I passed, I passed by a store um, called Haint Blue. Oh, yeah, Haint Blue. That's the, yeah. the name of the, the paint that they use. The Haint paint. Yep, it, it's a very specific paint and i'm not lying when i first when i moved into the apartment we're in currently i went into the porch and the porch the roof of the porch is haint blue it's a beautiful shade of blue it's a beautiful shade of blue yeah and it's got a my um great grandmother on my mother's mother's side i believe it was my mother's mother's side nanny is how i knew her she lived her whole life wearing a grigri around her neck yeah Specifically to help keep away hangs. Are you looking up what a Grigri is? I am looking up what a Grigri is. It is a leather pouch filled with bones and feathers and other like totems and such to help. Like it, it's 
it's something, if you go into any voodoo shop in New Orleans, you can buy like leather pouches and there's all this different stuff that you can fill your Greek with. And you never let anyone else touch it because it is your Greek reading. It can't be like a totem, but um, but yeah, my great grandmother's was like that. I come, I come from a strange family. <laughs> Clearly, oh man. All right, well, uh, I think that's. I think we're gonna call it now. Um, so, uh, do you have any anything you wanna wanna say? This has been Eli. This has been Ty. And we're pitter pattering away. Da 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 da. I don't. I still don't like that. We haven't done it all d- during all of Lore's arc because specifically I remember you say that you <laughs> didn't like it. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. Hello, I am recording my own voice right now. Are you recording your own voice right now? I'm not. I'm recording someone else's voice right now. (laughs) Um, It's kind of embarrassing that that's the most efficient and professional I think we've ever been as far as like starting one of these recordings. We fucking nailed it. Um, Yeah, we did it. We did it, guys. By guys, I mean you and me, because we haven't started. This is not show yet. Yeah. This is uh, Jameson Caskmates, where it's Mm -hmm. Jameson that was distilled in um, stout barrels. And it kind of just tastes like Jameson. That's that's some very good Foley work you had right there, where you were like chinking it around in the the glass. Yeah, it was nice. Hey, if we ever need to take a drink break in game, I can I can have that. Click, click, click. I mean, you can always go to a bar. I, I didn't plan for that, but like you could. Do you want me to just sit here and start spouting all the lore that I've learned through my re-listen so that everyone I'm just kidding. You can bring that up during the show however you want. I think lore wants to go to the gate. Yeah, <laughs> OK. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. OK, this is lore. Yeah, OK. Kind of kind of like a uh, what's that wrestler guy? Randy DJ Jackson? No, Randy Sav. You got it. You got this. Whatever. His name's Lord. Okay. Um. <laughs> Don't know how to end this. Okay. Um, um, I, I have a way that I want to end that, but um. Oh wait, wait. Were you gonna? Were you gonna say that? Did you want to say something real quick? Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That was that was in character. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Can you finish? Keep that going. Anyways, I uh, don't normally know how to end these sorts of things, so. Um... So one one thing I want to say real quick is that I was very glad when you didn't lose that earlier part of this. This is not going to go in the main show. It might go in the bloopers, maybe. Um, because. I was just about to say when you were wrapping things up that I felt like that was one of the most like real 
and and like emotional feeling scenes in this show. And then you were like, so we might have lost everything. <laughs> and I was like, no. What I, I realized that. um, So far, uh, the only thing that people have to think about lore is this guy's a jackass and I hate him. But I want people to know, much like me, lore does not like most people, but he does like some people. And mm-hmm. like he's he's an asshole, but he's got a heart of gold. I really liked what you told me earlier today about um, how when you're designing character, when you're coming up with characters for yourself, you try to take a particular aspect of your personality and make it and and see what it would be like if that was the primary aspect of your personality. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Um, like um, so I'm playing this one character in another D&D podcast or not podcast D&D campaign and um. I came into this campaign about halfway through or like in the middle. So I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. So I made my character. It's very much based off of like Vikings and Norse mythology. And I don't Mm -hmm. know much about that. So my character is a centaur um, that lives in the woods. So anytime I don't know about something, I can just explain. Well, yeah, I just. Don't. Or like if I say something weird, like if I say, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's real rad. And they look at me weird. I'm like, oh, that's that's centaur slang. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's and like when I take one aspect of my personality and I make it big, then I know exactly how that character is going to react because I know mm-hmm. what that side of my personality wants me to do in these situations. Yeah, that's that's good. I really like that. Yeah. Well, uh, this is your brother. <laughs> For half a second, I thought you were going to say, this is your father. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to be like, whoa, <laughs> character choice, <laughs> character decision. Um, no. And scene. I, I heard recently, I don't know if this is true, but I heard recently that bear is the world's oldest known English euphemism. Um, because people were afraid that if you use that, if you said bear, bears would come kind of like Voldemort. Um, and so they would. So bear meant the brown one, like the the origin of that word. Hmm. Uh, so you'd be like the brown one. I, I can't say what it truly is because. No, well, I don't know if that's actually true, but I, I like that idea. That well, story. I am named after the Old Testament uh, character, Elijah. Mm-hmm. And my favorite story about Elijah is once he was climbing a mountain and some youths made, were making fun of him for being old and he summoned a bear to eat them. There's some <laughs> fucked up stuff in the Bible, y'all. <laughs> that's that's pretty messed up. That's pretty messed up. So um, I'm assuming that it is possible to summon bears easily. Yes. Bear and squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> I've destroyed you. I knew that that's why you were asking, too, is the thing. <laughs> Just the bear and squirrels sounds like it sounds a, so you, bad. It sounds like a euphemism for something. 
<laughs> for something. Oh, you've kicked uh, me in my barren squirrels. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't roll out the tongue at all. I tried squirrel and bear, but that also doesn't sound good. Hey Ty, you know what you can't put in the bloopers? We are two funny guys. <laughs> uh. You know who'd be good at banishing evil spirits? Oh, uh, Roderick. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just uh, kissed the ceiling. Eli did. <laughs> it's kind of a weird way to describe that. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> Hold on. Hacking. Gotta do some deep web hacking to see if I can identify haints in the area. Yeah, so listener, um, some backstory about me and my family. Uh, I grew up in southeast Georgia, like way to the southeast. Um, and haints are actually a really common part of the folklore of the area. Um, my mom, in addition, grew up in Mobile, Alabama, with family who lived in the French Quarter of New Orleans. Um, when I was in middle school, my parents took me to the French Quarter, which, by the way, don't do that. Don't take your middle school child down Bourbon Street. That's not good. My great-grandmother, on my mother's mother's side, um was known uh, to wear a grigri around her neck to keep away evil spirits. Um, to give you an idea, uh, haints, according to Wikipedia, origin- okay, so um, it's an alternative sp- spelling of haunt, which was historically used in African-American vernacular to refer to a ghost, or in the hoodoo belief, a witch-like creature seeking to chase victims to their death by exhaustion. Um, I just knew him as the Haints, and whenever anything bad happened, I would yell, it's the Haints. Um, I personally do not come from an African-American descent. Um, I am decidedly Caucasian, but uh, my family or my mom's family grew up sort of within the Cajun regions of Louisiana, and thus I have that sort of background knowledge. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. 10 out of 10. Do, do recommend painting uh, your porches haint blue just because it's a beautiful color. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I was just giving the listener a background on haints. Nice. Uh, Pinecast, uh, which is my our our host, and they they handle the um, tip jar thing. Uh, they take a, a small like I don't know like thirty cent fee or something like that um, when people donate to the tip jar. So uh, Eli, if you're give more than thirty cents, <laughs> yes. But uh, Eli, if you're gonna if you're gonna tip jar something, then you can just Venmo me. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's or fair. PayPal that's or whatever. Fair. I'm not I'm not sticking to brands. Venmo if you pay me. Then I'll stick to brands and I'll only tell Eli to Venmo me. Hey, Venmo. Fuck hey, you. Venmo. Hey, Venmo. Hey, Venmo. If you give me money, I won't say fuck you unless you want me to. In which case I will. Hey, I'm not getting paid either way. But Venmo is a great. Brand, I, would, I would pay you. I would pay you. I was, oh. Yeah, eventually I would. I would. I would pay off. <laughs> I, I, 
I assume it'd be after you get paid. Well, no. So this is how I would hope it'd be after you get paid. It would it would go uh, it would go hosting fees, microphone costs, some editing cost, and then then you guys. Well, then. Well, no, no, it should go all that. Then you. Okay. The person who's doing this every week. (laughs) That's fair. And then us jackasses who come in for like five sessions and then leave. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Except for you, Mallory. You're not a jackass. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much of this is actually going in the, the ending. Um, anyway, I'm sending you a picture of what Google Images tells me is a Grigri. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's not it what like you're a, describing. From a video game. Yeah, it looks I mean, like... like it, it could be like a totem or something. It does look like a totem. But, it's like a monkey yeah. spike. That's from a video game. 